This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Tonic, heard Saturday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. The following is a sponsored program. Zoomer Radio and MZ Media Incorporated do not endorse any of the statements or opinions made by the contributors. Well, the reality is that many people think that OHIP's going to cover all their expenses when it comes to medical needs. And the reality is most of us will be paying a huge cost just to maintain our independence and dignity as we get older. What's really good about long-term care is it pays you an income and it gives you choices to reduce the burden on your family. It's one of the only coverages that pays based on the need, not the condition. It's not specific to a heart attack or any particular condition. It's the inability to perform the activities of daily living. Welcome to The Tonic. I'm your host, Jamie Busson, and we're here to talk about your health and wellness-related issues. On today's show, we're going to discuss how herbal remedies can provide stress support. Then we're going to chat about ethical pornography. And lastly, we're going to learn about long-term care benefits. But first, a bit of business. Thanks to our show sponsor, Omega Alpha. Omega Alpha is 100% Canadian-owned and has been GMP certified for manufacturing to pharmaceutical standards since its inception in 1992. It uses only all-natural herbs, vitamins, and minerals in their formulations. The company is site-licensed for manufacturing nutraceuticals by the Natural Health Products Directorate, a division of Health Canada. They have four company divisions, both a consumer line and professional line of human products, equine pet health products, and a custom manufacturing private label division. Omega Alpha uses only the highest quality ingredients to manufacture the most efficacious yet price-friendly nutraceuticals. For more information about Omega Alpha, please visit their website at omegaalphainc.com. Omega Alpha's products are created by their scientific team headed by their owner, operator, and CEO, Dr. Gordon Chang. Dr. Chang holds a PhD in physiology and biomedical engineering from the University of Toronto. He also has two years postdoctoral experience in clinical biochemistry, looking at free radicals and antioxidants. He's published over 20 peer-reviewed articles and conference proceedings. Welcome back to the show, Gordon. Thank you for having me again, Jamie. My pleasure to be here. And today we're going to discuss something that's timely, which is stress and what we can do about it. Yes. So let's get started. I I think everybody knows, everybody has stress, but how does it impact the body? What's the process? When I talk about stress, I say to everybody, if you're living and you're breathing, you have stress. So everybody has stress. The question is, how much stress do you have and how are you coping with it? In more relaxed societies, you probably have less stress, so your body can cope with it. In in a fast-paced world like which we're living in, we have stress from many different places. You have mental stress, you have physical stress, right? You have expectations. All these things stress you out. And by stressing you out on the body, what happens? Some of the symptoms, you can't sleep, you can't eat, your mind is wandering, you can't focus. You know, those are just some of the symptoms of stress, right? Some of the physical aspects of stress, like if you're an athlete, etc., the physical aspect of stress is you train too hard, your immune system tanks. So there's a lot of different things we have to do to cope with stress. Now, one of the biggest things that we try to tell everybody, there are certain things that you can do to help stress, to help control your cortisol levels. And I hate to say this sometimes, a good night's sleep helps you deal with stress a lot easier. 
no, we can't cut you off from stress because, you know, whether you like it or not, you live in a world where stress is rampant. So the best we could do is to help cope with some of the effects of stress. So some of the things we tell people to do, get a good night's rest. Easiest thing to do with getting a good night's rest is people say, well, you know what? I can't sleep. I wake up in the middle of the night or my brain is running a mile a minute. I can't shut down. There's a lot of herbs that will help you get to sleep. Okay, so let's, let's talk about those. Two ways to attack this problem, okay? You can help control the cortisol levels. So you look at the effects of stress on a hormonal basis. Yes. And then you have, you look at the effects of stress on sleep, right, by acting on the central nervous system. If you do the central nervous system route, you still have the hormonal route to deal with, right? So usually we suggest to people it's a combination of both. So you need to get a good night rest. So you use some of the herbs there, like things like valerian, things like hops things like biota, right, jujube, those herbs help you sleep. Uh, Some of these things are also what they do to help you sleep because it acts on the central nervous system. So it helps make you sleepy, it helps put you to sleep, it helps you um, calm your thoughts to the point where you can actually get some sleep. The nice thing about some of these herbal um, sleep aids is that you wake up the next morning, you're not groggy, as opposed to some of the pharmaceutical sleep aids. Right. Sometimes a good night's sleep, you feel very different. The world takes on a different color the next day when you wake up, right? Yep. But, but most of us will have the other parts of the stress, which is the hormonal part, because, you know, your cortisol levels are going a, a mile a minute. Your body is trying to process all that cortisol. The cortisol itself is doing a whole bunch of other things to the hormones in your body, right? So you have some of those effects of stress, the physical effects of stress, I like to point out. So there are herbs that people have used, things like Canadian ginseng, things like even Siberian ginseng, which is known as Elithrococcus centicosis, right? Yes. There's ashwagandha and a whole bunch of things like that. We have a product called Endura Strength, which helps you fight the effects of stress. Now, one of the things that people say is that, oh, we know ginseng gives you more energy, so it helps fight the effects of stress by giving you more energy. But how sometimes this works is that it helps control your stress hormones, the production of your stress hormones, and the ability of your body to deal with the stress hormones. So there's a whole bunch of herbs that do that, and these are usually classified as adaptogenic herbs. And what they do is that because it helps you fight the effects of stress, so some of them things will do is that it'll give you a deeper level of sleep. So when you do fall asleep, you go into a deeper level. So again, you wake up the next morning feeling a lot more refreshed, right? Some of them actually give you more energy, all right? So it's not like a caffeine. It doesn't work like caffeine. It gives you what's called useful energy. So you wake up after uh, using some of these herbs, you wake up the next morning, you feel more energetic, and this kind of energy you can apply to certain tasks as opposed to drinking an extra cup of coffee because sometimes that extra cup of coffee gives you the energy, the caffeine energy, but you're wired, right? Right, so you're not talking about a stimulant. You're talking about sort of building up a more useful energy. That's correct. Excellent. Right, so those are some of the things that you talk about. And another part of stress I also like to point out is also is that we do know that stress also dampens the immune system. So a lot of people, if you're under stress long enough, whether you like it or not, you'll get more flus, you get more colds, right? And some people even get other type of sicknesses which they can attribute to stress, right? So things okay. like, like what? Like the big C, the cancer, 
Uh, right? Some of them yeah. will say, well, because you're under a lot of stress, it happens with that, right? There's a lot of other ailments that come about because of stress. So things like irritable bowel syndrome comes about because of stress, because there's a big tie-in between the brain and the gut, right? So a lot of digestive issues can come up because of stress. Things like ulcers come up because of stress. There is well-documented tie-ins to that. So it does make sense to try and help control the effects of stress. Fantastic. And there are simple things you can do. So you take some of the adaptogenic herbs, right? Uh, On a more uh, holistic basis, I say exercise. You can't go wrong with exercise. But if you're like most people, exercise is like, again, you know what I mean? It has to become a lifestyle thing. Fantastic. But feeling that... You know, you can take products like our immune products to help boost the immune system. So we have an immune boost product. You know, there are many ways to address stress, and some of them is for sleeping, boosting the immune system, helping control your cortisol levels, and so on. But it's a multifaceted problem. There is no one single answer. Great. Thank you for coming in today. We'll hear back from you next month. Thank you. But now we've got to take a short break. When we return, we're going to learn about ethical pornography on The Tonic. I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Purica. Purica wants you to turn its protein into your power. A blend of the finest vegan protein and the antioxidant powerhouse that is the pure chaga mushrooms. Purica Power features ingredients and enzymes designed to optimize digestion and absorption. Unlike many protein powders, Purica Power tastes great with water and mixes easily. It's available in chocolate, vanilla, and natural unflavored. From the Purica family to yours, Purica Power is a new way to make the most of every day. It's all part of the Purica commitment to making a positive difference in the lifestyle of its customers. Ask your favorite health food store for Purica Power vegan protein or visit Purica.com. Purica, nature, science, you. The Benvenuto Group is an owner and developer of quality high-rise condominium and rental properties in Toronto and Montreal. The Benvenuto team is passionate about delivering quality living spaces, top lifestyle amenities, important services, and innovative design tailored specifically to its residents in every particular submarket. The Benvenuto Group seeks out the finest urban neighborhoods and designs projects to allow its residents to enjoy the benefits of both their property and the exceptional locations that they become a part of. The team surrounds itself with leading professionals and consultants and pushes them to conceive great places to live, to work, and to play. The Benvenuto Group is currently designing several new projects in Toronto, Montreal, and Chicago that will not only become exceptional places to live as an owner or as a renter, but that will deliver some of the highest levels of sustainability, energy efficiency, and comfort, and will set the standard for informed residents. For more information, please visit thebenvenuto.com. Hi, this is Jamie Busson. I'm not only the host of The Tonic, I'm also the host of OMTO, Toronto's best free outdoor yoga festival. Imagine taking as many as nine free yoga classes in the beautiful distillery district with hundreds of people just like you. All you need to do is bring your yoga mat and your good intentions. Please join us at the distillery district on Sunday, June 24th. For more information, please visit omto.ca. See you there. This is The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Carlisle Jansen is the founder of Good For Her, Toronto's premier sexuality shop and workshop centre in Toronto. And she's the producer of the Toronto International Porn Festival. She's the author of two books, including Sex Yourself. Watch her TEDx Toronto talk and educational videos at carlislejansen.com. She can be reached at carlisle at goodforher.com. 
Carlisle also writes a sexual health column in Tonic Magazine. In a recent issue, she wrote a great article about pornography. Welcome back to the show, Carlisle. Hi, always a pleasure. Now, some are probably wondering where we're going with this. Yep. (laughs) Uh, But today we're going to address porn from a sociological perspective. Great. So I know, you know, this is near and dear to you with the festival and your advocacy and your business. So let's start where where you started in the article, which is, you know, paying for pornography. Uh Why should we? Because this is supporting people who are doing work that we might value. So a lot of the porn that you see for free is pirated. So it's stolen. The people are not compensated for that. And what it does is that it further marginalizes porn to the margins where companies have a hard time paying for their performers. Uh, They're now the mainstream kinds of porn is being produced in places like Eastern Europe where uh, the working conditions are not good. The pay is very poor, and what uh, the women in particular are expected to do is way more than they ever were in the industry in order to keep up with the demand. So if you pay for it, what you're doing is that, you know, if you research who you're buying it from, you are supporting people who are treating their performers well, who are paying them adequately, where people have choice in what they do. And it's a little bit like, you know, call it fair trade porn. It's the same way uh, that you would support paying a little bit extra for your chocolate or your coffee or your clothing where you know that it's going towards people who are treating their performers properly. Right. So just a little bit of context. If if one were to go on the internet and try and look for porn, there's all kinds of sites there where you can upload just about anything you want for free and nobody pays. But the, the, the model for a lot of companies is closed where you're either subscribing monthly or you are paying for right. you know each video they still call them videos yeah sure um, and that's one way or alternatively you can go on a site where you're interacting with a live performer and you're buying tokens and they get right. a portion of and that's more camming that's more right. of a live thing but that's also another great way of supporting people directly right but the issue is with with the, a lot of the free pornography what people have done is they pirated from the pay sites, essentially. Right. They've just taken it, they've stolen it, and are putting it up there. And, you know, the performers that I've talked to say the only time they have felt violated right. <laughs> or disrespected is when they've seen their work on a free site where they weren't compensated or acknowledged for it. It's, it's copyright, plain and yeah, simple. Yeah, absolutely. So, let's flow from there. Yeah. So, so, a lot of people don't like pornography because they feel it's, you know, objectifying sure. primarily women. Yeah. What's your perspective? Is it empowering or are these women victims? I mean, I think, again, it depends on which production company you're talking about. Right. And that definitely some of the ones, especially the ones that are being pushed to the edges, do not treat their performers well. Uh, they do not portray women, people of color, trans folk, people with disabilities, older people in respectful ways. They're often fetishized. So definitely they're, you know, it's a mixed bag like any industry. Right. But if you look at the people who are choosing this as a profession, who find it empowering who have choices as to who they work with and are treated with respect on screen you can read them uh, follow them on twitter you can read their blogs you can hear what they have to say about why they find it empowering why they enjoy the work that they do and in particular it's often people who are a little bit different they might be fat they might be have a disability they might be queer or trans they might be people of color who have finally found a space where they're respected for who they are 
are and where their desires are put on screen, that they're not forced to do stereotypical roles, where they're showcasing themselves in positions of power, of pleasure, of agency, and it makes a huge difference and they really believe in what they're doing. Is that what you mean when you when you said in the article about ethically produced pornography? Is is it a question mm-hmm. of, of sort of self-reliance and self-definition that makes it ethical? Often, yeah. So that the Adult Performer Advocacy Committee, APAC, uh, has put out a model bill of rights where they talk about how performers are paid, they're given choice in terms of what kind of protection they want to use, what kind of lube they want to use, who they want to work with, what activities they do. They're treated with respect on set so that, you know, somebody who's working camera can't come up and grab them by the butt or something. You know, they're not sort of free agents on set. They're they're there as professionals. And so that's one of the things is how are they treated on set? Are they paid properly? Sometimes there's profit sharing that's included in it. And also where, again, that stereotypes aren't perpetuated, that we're not making people feel degraded, um, that we're not. And even if people like to engage in kink kind of activities, you'll often see the negotiation. This is what I want. This is how I like to be treated. So that you feel confident confident that people are choosing what they're doing and, and treated with respect. One of the benefits that you sort of identify with the ethical porn, mm-hmm. is, and we touched on it before, is that it, it's different than the mainstream stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So explain a little bit about that. Well, there are lots of different production companies who have decided that it's often people who looked on screen and said, like, I don't see myself reflected in what's out there. I don't see my body, my desires, my relationship, the kind of sex I want to have in a positive light. So I'm going to do it myself. And so there's often small companies or just individuals who are saying like, hey, I want to make something that reflects me. And they're doing it with intention. They're doing it with passion. They're often distributing it just themselves on their own website. Sometimes they do it on an aggregate site like Pink and White Productions. Mm -hmm. They're putting it into festivals like our Toronto International Porn Festival. So they're people who are saying, I want to make a difference. I want to make a positive statement with erotic media. I want people to feel good when they watch it, not feel like, oh, I don't want to watch porn because I, I don't see myself there. I, I want people to feel empowered and feel like their desires and their bodies and their pleasures are just as valid as anybody else's and to have more diverse representation. Well, that's a good thing. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you. We have to take a short break, but we'll be right back on The Tonic. Hey, everybody, I just wanted to take this opportunity to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Purely Natural. They're fourth generation master herbalists. It's a family owned Canadian company that's been in business for over 100 years. They've been working with my company, Tonic Magazine, for over 10 years. And its principal, Joel Thuna, has been writing our fantastic preventative medicine column for over seven years. They're one of the original sponsors for the OMTO Yoga Festival. The company is certified GMP, kosher and organic. For more information about Purely Natural, please visit their website, purelynatural.com. Hi, I'm Jamie Busson. I'm the publisher of Tonic Magazine and the host of The Tonic. I just wanted to remind you that The Tonic Talk Show is brought to you by Tonic Magazine. Tonic is a health and wellness publication that I've been putting out for over 10 years. We're available free on racks at over 200 locations across the GTA and delivered with the Globe and Mail to home subscribers in 11 choice neighborhoods, all in Toronto. You can learn more about the magazine by visiting our website, tonictoronto.com. And if you ever miss an episode of The Tonic, you can also hear it there. 
I'd like to give a shout out to Wealthmore Financial Strategies, and in particular, its managing partner, Larry Berdugo. Larry has helped thousands of business owners and families with his strategies that allow for the tax-free withdrawal of money out of a corporation in an organized and CRA-friendly manner. His creative and straightforward insurance and financial planning ideas could show you ways to get your insurance for free or at very little net cost. Through Wealthmore Financial Strategies and his close working relationship with one of Canada's top tax lawyers, Larry's been helping people like me save money and ensure the smooth transition of wealth into the next generation for over 30 years. You're listening to The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Our next guest is Larry Berdugo. His belief in pragmatic financial and insurance planning strategies stems from his own personal experiences. His father passed away unexpectedly with no life insurance, and Larry was forced to leave school to help support the family. In 1988, he entered the financial service industry. Now he's a certified financial planner, a chartered financial consultant, a certified financial services broker, and a chartered life underwriter. Welcome back to The Tonic, Larry. Thanks for having me, Jamie. Today, we're going to talk about long-term care insurance, which is a heady topic. Let's just dive right into it. What are LTC benefits? Jamie, it's one of the newer types of insurance. Long-term care benefits pay a benefit when you can't perform some of the daily activities of daily living. So in basic terms, you need help being independent with things like bathing, dressing, transferring, feeding, clothing. It also pays if you need help because of a cognitive impairment. So cognitive impairment, when would that arise? So, well, we've seen actually seniors who've had some issues. Well, now you can also see it with younger people developing Alzheimer's at younger ages, but people who need help who don't necessarily, even dementia is an example, people who need help when they've lost some of the facilities in terms of being aware of what's around them. Larry, can you give us examples of the type of help that people would need with everyday living? What would that entail? Well, we had an example was a 42-year-old, one of our clients was 42, went skiing, broke their leg in about six places. And as a consequence, they needed help even just getting out of bed. And this wasn't somebody who was a senior. It was somebody who was young and was very active, but needed help to transfer, to clothe, to bathe. Gotcha. So why are LTC benefits so special and why do people need it? Well, the reality is that many people think that OHIP's going to cover all their expenses when it comes to medical needs. And the reality is most of us will be paying a huge cost just to maintain our independence and dignity as we get older. What's really good about long-term care is it pays you an income and it gives you choices to reduce the burden on your family. It's one of the only coverages that pays based on the need, not the condition. So you don't it's not specific to a heart attack or any particular condition. It's the inability to perform the activities of daily living. So uh, this is curious to me. So like if you had this type of coverage, would the insurer still pay out, for example, if you were living in an assisted care facility? You can use the money however you like. So the money is not restricted to being in a facility. Uh, some of the older coverages were, but the right. money is not restricted to living. You can use it to have your daughter help you at home or your son help you at home or have a personal support worker come to your house and help you. Okay. So what's the threshold? How would you qualify for a claim, for example? Really, it starts with looking at the insurance company will, I guess they'll take a step back to the underwriting Sure, process. okay. Yeah, yeah. And what they do is they, you fill out an application and they ask you a bunch of questions related to your cognitive ability. If on a claim, you couldn't perform some of those abilities, either physically or because of cognitive impairments, and you can't, typically it's you can't perform two of the activities of daily living, they would pay you an income stream. 
It's not really an income. They pay you a, a certain amount, let's say 100 or $300 a week or $400 a week. So when, the, when they're doing the underwriting test, you're saying they have to, you have to take a cognitive exam? Yes. Is there a physical exam as well? Primarily, most of them are just applications, and they go through a series of questions. They'll ask you, but they'll check your memory, for example. They'll mention five words, and they'll say, repeat the five words in sequence to me. So th- those are really the underwriting issues in the beginning or requirements. And as you get this policy, how often would you have to be tested? Or once you're in, you're in. Once you're in, you're in. It's initially underwritten and that's it. Okay. And what if you have pre-existing, for example, cognitive issues? You're starting to lose your memory or, you know, you're early onset Alzheimer's or something along those lines. What what happens? So that's actually an interesting question, Jamie. Stability is really the key. Maintaining a certain condition. The insurance understand that people have pre-existing conditions. What they want to see is maintenance. For example, high blood pressure that's well controlled. Medications are consistent for six months or longer. I've even seen them insure people who have MS or Parkinson's. So it's really about the severity of a pre-existing condition. Is it well controlled? Is it well managed? Does the patient follow the doctor's guidelines. And so I would imagine that if you had pre-existing conditions, that's going to affect your premiums. Um, Sometimes it will. Sometimes it's an exclusion. So sometimes they'll say, we'll cover you, but for this particular issue. Okay. Is this type of coverage expensive or is it affordable? It's actually pretty reasonable. Surprisingly, when I looked at it for myself, I thought it would be much more expensive. It can range anywhere from, I'd say the average cost is between $100 and $200 a month, depending on the level of benefit, but that would give you a reasonable amount. Okay, so when you talk about the level of benefit, if someone like me, or early 50s, is paying $200 a month, for example, and, and is in relatively good health and can remember the five things <laughs> that are being asked, what sort of, like, if I needed it going forward, how much money would I be getting per month? For, probably around three or $400 a week. It's usually purchased on a weekly benefit. So let's say, for example, it might be $400 a week, which would give you $1,600 a month towards a personal support worker, or if your daughter had to take time off of school or work to come care for you. And you can use that money however you need. It's not specific to what you do with it. So, Larry, I understand that there is an important date coming up, which is going to affect uh, people's ability to get this type of coverage. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, Currently, the one leading plan in the marketplace is being discontinued effective June 15th. Right now, it's the only policy that really lets you pay it up in 20 years, provides much more, uh, I guess, liberal benefits in terms of definitions, in terms of payments, in terms of premium structure. It is really the most cost-effective plan out there. But because the marketplace is changing, they're withdrawing this product effective June 15th. Okay, so if people are interested, they should reach out to you. Now. And, and what's what's an email address they can reach uh, out they to? They can reach me at larry at wealthmore.ca. Perfect. Thank you for coming in today. Thank you for having me. Uh, next time you're back, we're going to discuss life insurance as an asset class. And thank you all for listening to The Tonic. You can download this episode as a podcast on zoomaradio.ca and thetonic.ca. For articles written by Carlisle Jansen, be sure to pick up your copy of Tonic Magazine. Tonic is available free on racks at over 200 locations across the GTA and delivered with the Globe and Mail to home subscribers and 11 choice neighborhoods in Toronto. Or you can visit our website at tonictoronto.com. Please join us next week on The Tonic when we'll discuss body image and weight loss, building apartments in Toronto, and cooking healthy for one. Until then, this is Jamie Busson wishing you a healthy and happy week. Please consult a healthcare professional before starting any diet, exercise, supplementation, or medication program. This has been a paid announcement.
This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.